Opinions expressed in this episode are personal. They do not necessarily reflect the views of this streaming platform. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Let's Be Diverse. I am your host, Andrew Stout. This episode is dedicated to all my loved ones who have supported me through this journey. Now, it is common knowledge that people are more productive in the office when they have the freedom to be themselves. For this to happen, organizations need to create an environment that fosters and supports authenticity at work. But what exactly is authenticity at work and why is it so important? Today, we will discuss this with my very special guest, Bree Johnson. Bree spent 10 plus years in corporate human resources, partnering with C-suite executives, business leaders, and employees at all levels. Showing up to work every day with a smile on her face, critical thinking mindset, and a can-do attitude, and the ability to create a positive impact in the workplace. She took these skills and founded a company called Build to Become, along with Pivot Framework, which is designed to empower and inspire unfulfilled and burnt-out professionals to create change with themselves ultimately impacting their own lives and those around them. One of the things she says that I love and admire is change is hard, but being stuck is way harder. I would call her a natural born leader, a great listener, and super compassionate. Welcome to the show, Brie. I am extremely honored to have you on today. Thank you so much. I'm extremely honored and humbled and happy to be here. I I can't wait for this conversation. This is going to be great. (laughs) Me as well, Brie. I know we talked a little bit today and I woke up this morning and usually when I do a taping of a podcast, I really get excited about the topic. I guess I'm a little bit biased because I think all the topics are good that I discuss, but having you on today and the topic was really exciting for me. And I had a real hard time to focus on stuff today, but we got it. We made it here. We're here. We got it. So how are things with you and what's new with you, Brie? Yeah, I mean, things are great. Um, You know, I think I, I am also in a position of life now where when things are really good, things are really good. And when things aren't so great, they're not so great. And I finally feel like I am in a place where I'm not afraid to share my struggles. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel comfortable um, and courageous and brave enough to be in a position where I can be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's really important, Um, not only to show up, authentically um, Mm -hmm. yourself in your personal life, but be able to recognize when things aren't so great. So Mm -hmm. your answer, your first question today, I'm feeling great, you know, but I don't know what tomorrow holds. And, you know, some days I don't feel so great. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I have a lot of things that are, have been happening through my journey uh, personally over the last couple of years. And I think it's just really important that we, kind of take responsibility for the person we are, the person we were, the person that we're becoming. Mm -hmm. And the more um, vulnerable and brave enough that we can be in order to show up and share our story and be open and transparent about what we have Mm -hmm. going on in our lives, it's really important, Mm -hmm. especially in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because we all all have a story and we're all going through something. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that story. And I will tell you this and our listeners. So for those who know me very well, my wife and I, family-wise, we had a very difficult 2022. We lost four, I would say, important people in our lives. My father, my father-in-law, and some relatives on my side. And I told myself that I would never, I've always been somebody to say what's in my heart and what, what needs to be said. But I have started to say to very close friends, I would say last year, that when they'd hang up the phone, I'd say, nice talking to you. And I would tell them that I love them. And I felt funny about it at first because... Not everybody's okay with it. Some people are going to tell you they love you back. Some people are going to say ditto. Some people are going to say same. Everyone's going to answer different ways. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it kind of made me think a little bit like, am I saying the right thing or am I doing the right thing? And then I thought about it and I thought, you know what? This is something that I promised myself that I need to say because I'm not wanting to forget to say anything or regret that I didn't say something. So I said to myself, if they feel weird about it, that's, you know, unfortunately that's on them, (laughs) but it's something that I need to say because it makes me feel good about, you know, how I feel about them or my feelings, whatever. So when you said that, that some days are good, some days are bad, that's the same thing for me. But when I say things or when I tell someone or I give them a compliment, it makes me feel really good. So yeah, that's I and need I to do it. So I think that's so admirable, and I think that's so special um, to you know create that relationship. I think love, depending upon how we were raised or how we were brought up or right. the experiences that we've had throughout life, can be such a powerful word. And sometimes right. it can be very scary. You know, mm-hmm. you feel like you love becomes like this, almost like a pedestal. Mm-hmm. That we feel like in order to express love or to spread love or to share love amongst one another, it needs to right. be some deep, deep connection where right. we feel like we have to know everything about mm-hmm. one another instead mm-hmm. of just, like, I see love as companionship to kindness mm-hmm. and to care. Yep. and. Like I'm all about spreading love. Like I, Mm -hmm. most things I write love free or, Mm -hmm. you know, XOXO. And it's not in a, it's not in an, uh, it's in in a true, just passion for people manner. It's just in an authentic way to express Mm -hmm. that I truly do care. And I am empathetic to situations and I'm compassionate to every walk of life Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and because we all really do have a story and we don't necessarily know Mm -hmm. what's going on um Mm -hmm. and nor do we does anybody expect us to know what's going on in each other's lives at all times right um but i think that's amazing of you to Mm -hmm. feel compelled enough to tell whoever it is Mm -hmm. that you love them because that's just we all want that. We all mm-hmm. want love and we all need it. We crave it as humans. Right. Um, and to hear it and to be a part of it is truly something special. So mm-hmm. good for you for doing that. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for what you said. And I appreciate yeah. your sentiments. It, it means a lot. Yeah. Before we begin, Bria, I always have a fun 
question to ask my guests to get things going. Are you ready for yours? I'm ready. (laughs) So your question, Brie, is what is one question that you wish people would ask when you meet them for the first time? That is such a great question. So one of the things that I I actually, um, I have this in my, like, in my intro, like when I call, mm-hmm. I saw this, I saw this, um, someone actually did this and I thought it was so cool. And I was like, I absolutely love that question. So I'm mm-hmm. going to do it when mm-hmm. like, and where I talk to somebody or I set up like a call with somebody mm-hmm. and it is pick the top three emojis that describe your personality. Mm-hmm. So the emojis on your phone. And I loved getting asked that question. I thought it was so cool. Mm-hmm. Because I also thought about this too. Like if you were to look at your phone, if you go to your emoji page and you look at the ones you use the most frequently. Yeah. That is like the epitome of my, of it literally, if I took a screenshot of it and I sent it out, <laughs> that is my personality. Mm-hmm. So a cool, like I would love for somebody to ask that. And I mm-hmm. love to ask that of people. I think it's mm-hmm. so neat when we can describe ourselves using yeah. just these small characters, right. such as emojis. I mean, right. mine is typically either a fist bump or the heart right. uh, um, with the hands or right. a raise the, you know, raise the roof mm-hmm. hands. Yep. Um, yes. Or claps or um, sunrise lightning bolts or, or right. sunshine lightning bolts. Like those are all the ones that come to my head. And I, that is such an awesome question that you asked me. And I would love when someone asked me mm-hmm. the question of what are your top, like what are the top three emojis that describe your personality? I think mm-hmm. that's such a cool question to ask. And it, it literally shows like our character in just as an emoji form. <laughs> You know what? That is such a great answer. I was not expecting that answer, but it's such a great, it's such a great answer. And it's so curious. And, you know, now I'm starting to think of your answer now. What do I usually use? So I use a lot of smiley faces. I am a winker. So I'll use a winky face. I use a winky face a lot. Now, some people would say a winky face is kind of like a flirtation thing, but I don't think of it that way. I think a winky face is just like, you know, you, know, you like, got it. I, you got it. I'm like, yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is like, if this was being recorded with video, I would, I would have an entire hysterical conversation with you about how I can't wink. So my usage of the winky face is only because I personally can't wink. I can't wink. <laughs> And I, and it kind of goes back to even as what we're all, what we're talking about here is like, there's a lot of people, like there's, there's a lot of misperception and misconception of different things, right? Right. You, you feel comfortable using, utilizing the wink face right. or what you believe it to be right. utilized for or to be right. true for. Right. And other people may think it's flirtatious or weird right. or right. I see winking at me. That's right. not what you're utilizing it for. No. I, you know, I'm so open-minded about mm-hmm. it, Like, mm-hmm. but I've had other people taken with a grain of salt, right? Like there's, sure. other, there's some that contextually it's not used in an appropriate manner. Right. But most times, you know, if you have the relationship and you know the person that is yeah. 
delivering it to you, you can yeah. kind of understand that that's just a part of their personality. Yeah. So yeah. smiles, wink face. What's another one? Smile, wink face. And I would definitely say I like the high five one. I like the yeah. wave one. On my phone, I have the emojis of myself in like a caricature so like on Facebook, you have like the caricature. So I'll send like if it's somebody's birthday, I'll have like the caricature of me and holding a sign saying happy birthday. Yeah. So, you know, people kind of like get a kick out of that because they're like, uh, and I find those caricatures really, a lot of them like look like the actual people. Yes. So, so yeah. a lot I of people I have one of those, like, I forget what it's called. It's like the avatar. Right? Yes, like that's exactly your, it. It's your personal avatar. And it's like, yeah. I think I have that on Snapchat. And I was like, yeah. building my own avatar. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> this it it is. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. And they're so funny, though. Some of them are really, really funny. So. They are. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for having fun with me, Brie. Um, I just love to do those questions to get things started. Yeah. As you can see, it just loosens everybody up. We have so much fun. And the listeners, I'm sure, love it because they want to see what the guest answers. So I think it's fun all around. So why don't we start off with you telling us a little bit about you and your story? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a little bit on top of what you already kind of talked about a little bit in my bio in the intro, um, I was a burnout uh, HR professional. Um, I was an HR leader. I'd been in corporate human resources for a little over 10 years. And I showed up to work every single day with the can do, will do attitude, positive, um, you know, positive to impact the workplace in a positive way. Um, I was very much a people pleaser. I was a perfectionist. Mm. I became a workaholic and I kind of drowned myself in my work. Um, I was always trying to prove something to somebody else. I burn out and mm -hmm. I burn out because of my inability and my lack of awareness on taking responsibility for my own actions and my own wrongdoing and my inability to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, I was somebody that thought that I needed to prove to everybody else that mm -hmm. I was limitless. Mm -hmm. And the irony behind all of it was that by my in my inability to set boundaries was actually burning me out at both ends of the candlestick, as opposed mm. to me being somebody who set those boundaries and was able to actually fulfill my own personal needs and as well as meet the expectations of the role of which I was playing. So I had my daughter in September of 2021 and in the minute, really within the minutes of having her, I realized that I needed to make a significant change in my life. Life smacked me on the side of the face and bringing a human into the world. It was a very pivotal moment for me that made me recognize that I couldn't live the life that I was living. It was not mm -hmm. going to be sustainable for the life that I wanted to build and the mm -hmm. family that I wanted to build and the mm -hmm. children that I wanted to raise and the wife that I wanted to be. So I took a massive leap of faith in uh, January of 2022. I became a stay-at-home mom and then I quickly shifted into becoming what I consider a mompreneur which is a stay-at-home working mom that is also balanced with or aligned with, I like to say, an entrepreneur. 
And now it's my mission. It's my mission to empower and motivate and motivate burnout and unfulfilled professionals, most specifically moms, to get them to go from barely surviving to thriving. And mm-hmm. I do that by working with them. I have a, my pivot framework, as you kind of alluded to a little mm-hmm. bit in the um, in the intro, um, and I call it the ultimate pivot. And we work through the pivot framework, and we work to build effective and sustainable habits. Um, mm-hmm. Change your mindset, change your life. Um, hmm. Yeah. I just love that story, uh, Brianne. So two things. Uh, first of all, I want to commend you because there's not everybody that is able to adapt. So first of all, I want to commend you for that. And then the other thing that hit me was your story about when you're saying that you felt that you always needed to do extra and you felt like you needed to stick around. And I said to myself, when you said that to me, I'm like, wow, this reminded me of, I talked about this on one of my podcasts, at least, episodes at least. I had a manager who I was working with at the time, I'm going to say probably about 10 years ago. And when he, I would stick around always after the end of the day, probably 10, 15 minutes, especially if I had something that I wanted to finish up. Yeah. So he came to see me one day and he said, you know, Andrew says, I appreciate you that you, you stick around all the time and finish up like everybody's gone. You're still here. So I'm like, yeah, I'm one of those guys that if I have something on my brain, I'd rather finish it than go home and have it on my brain the whole time while I'm at home. So I'd rather finish it. So he said to me, he says, I appreciate that. And then he said to me, he says, I just wanted to tell you, I hope that you stay with me forever. But if you don't, I want to tell you that I look at it that you're just looking to finish up stuff. But you might work for other managers who may not look at it that way. You might work for a manager that might say, you know what, Andrew always stays late. He looks like he's finishing up his work. Why can't he finish his work during workday? Almost like that you're not productive, not as productive or not as efficient as you could be during the day because it's taking you longer time to, to do the same projects or assignments that you yep correct so he said to me he said i just wanted you to be aware of that the way that i look at it may not be the same way that someone else will look at that so it just hit me when you said limitless because i was like wow like what a great example of that you know we're talking about authenticity today not everybody's going to be authentic and look at why andrew or why Bree's sticking around they're just going to look at it in their way or their perspective. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's really about shifting perspective and it's about shifting your own mindset. Um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, a lot of times they say perception is reality. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a really hard time sometimes with like, to me, reality is reality, especially when it comes to our career and our life and how we show up authentically in what we do. How somebody perceives me is not my life. How somebody perceives me is not who I am as a person. Who I am and what I do and the action that I take and the person that I show up as is reality, mm-hmm. not who I'm perceived as. Mm-hmm. So for you, when, you know, I think it's amazing advice or uh, I guess a, a kind of a little bit of a reality, not even a reality check, but the fact that your manager 
you know, spoke to you and gave you kind of a little bit of a, a, a shift in perspective. Right. Be like, hey, like, I understand. I know exactly what you're doing. You're going above and beyond. Right. Some, uh, someone else may see that as you actually not even meeting expectations of what needs to be done because you can't fulfill it within a certain time frame. Right. It's so interesting and it's admirable of that person to, to give you that feedback. Right. And I always looked at it as, you know, for me, I would just go above and beyond. I would keep going and keep going and keep going. And I was never like, I thought that by setting boundaries, that was limiting me. I thought mm-hmm. that it was limiting me by setting boundaries when mm-hmm. in fact it was the opposite. Once right. I started to set boundaries, that is when I became limitless because right. I had such a better ability to be able to say no to things mm-hmm. that did not align to my purpose or my mm-hmm. passion or what I was there to, to do mm-hmm. and have so much more room for heck. Yes. This is what I'm about. This fuels my fire. Mm-hmm. And instead of being a tall standing tree that was hollow inside, I could be a tall standing tree that could withstand a hurricane. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. I think that's my story. When I think of it is a perfect example of an authentic leader. He cared enough to take his time out of his day. I had the key to the building, so he could have just said, have a good night and taken off. But for him to stay 10, 15 minutes after, and he almost stayed up until I was leaving, and we walked out of the building together. So I I was amazed at that, and I agree with you. It's a strong leadership skill that he had for sure. Absolutely, and that's something that you remember. Yep. That's a leader, not only a leader that you remember, but that's a moment that you remember throughout yeah. your entire career journey, yeah. which was a pivotal moment for you in making mm-hmm. decisions as you continued throughout your career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to your answer on this one. <laughs> in your opinion, what does authenticity mean? You know, to me, authenticity means truth. It means integrity. It means having the ability to just be, Mm -hmm. be who you truly are, be authentic to yourself, be truthful to yourself, belief in yourself and have the integrity and honesty and trustworthiness within your own self that you can then demonstrate that outward. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. What a great, what a great answer! I love truth. I love the integrity, being authentic. I believe that truth is a big part of trust, which yeah. is a very important in a workforce. Integrity. I think we all have to have integrity, and I think being authentic is again one of the most important things in the workforce today. So I love your answer. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that that we, you know. We as humans in showing up in the workplace to have the ability to be our truest and most authentic selves and be able to build those relationships, whether it's with our team, with our manager, with our departments. It's just so important to show up in a way that is most representative of you Um, and that, you know, obviously there are certain aspects to the workforce or the workplace, and there's an understanding of respect 
and respect of others and mm-hmm. the open-mindedness of others. And, you know, we want to make sure that we're not um, presenting ourselves in a way that would create some type of conflict. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't feel empowered to be who we truly are mm-hmm. and be authentic to the person that we are or we wish to be in the workplace. Mm-hmm. I just love everything in that brief. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Do you think that authenticity is important in today's workforce? I mean, absolutely. I Mm -hmm. think that we need to be able to show up in order to do your best work, in order to perform at your best. It's not going to be sustainable if you're showing up as somebody other than yourself. If you're showing up or you're trying to aspire to be somebody else. You can absolutely aspire to be a better version of yourself tomorrow and the next, a better Mm -hmm. version than you are today. Mm -hmm. But to show up your truest, most authentic self is so important in the workplace because Mm -hmm. that then leads to the ability for you to perform your best. Mm -hmm. It leads to the ability of your team understanding who Mm -hmm. you are as a person, you understanding who your team members are. I am a Mm -hmm. huge believer of teamwork makes the dream work. Mm -hmm. I am the biggest fan of collaboration and cooperation over competition. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, but in order to collaborate and in order to communicate and in, in order to cooperate amongst one another, we have to show up ourselves. We have to know who we are, what we're good at, and what we struggle with. And we have to be open, transparent, and honest about that. And we also have to be open, transparent, and honest about that of our team members. Because in Mm -hmm. order for a puzzle to be completed, Mm -hmm. we have to fit all of those puzzle pieces, those unique puzzle pieces together to make a great Mm -hmm. picture. Mm -hmm. So... I think it's so important. Absolutely. I love when you said collaboration is cooperation. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about stuff when we were younger and you wonder why you were learning it. So I remember in kindergarten, I learned a line from one of my teachers, caring is sharing and sharing is caring. Now, I know it's going to probably hit a lot of our guests today, but it's amazing how you learn that at a young age. But then a lot of times we get into a work situation and we can't collaborate and we can't cooperate because we're worried about someone else is going to show us up, you know, because we want to get that promotion and we want to beat them out. When, you know, I truly believe that I will say it like working together is so important. And if you work together, then you're only going to succeed, I think, And instead of being by yourself, right? I mean, yeah, we watch sports. And I mean, I know your husband's a big basketball fan. You, how often do you see a guy taking the ball down court by himself and deking out five guys to shoot a hoop? Yeah. Like, he needs to pass it off to somebody to help him out. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I think, like, you're talking about when it comes to teamwork, is so I was a college athlete. I played volleyball. Oh, good for you. And um, volleyball, if you really truly think about it, is one of the only sports, yep. if not the only sport, where it requires multiple people to technically be able to play. Right. Right. So a volleyball player, a volleyball team, in order to get the ball from one side of the net to the other, 
It's a bump, a set, and a spike. And each of those roles and each of those actions has to come from a different person. Right. I can't bump, set, and spike it to myself over the net, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So growing up and playing volleyball was a huge staple in my life of creating that teamwork and that collaborative effort. It requires communication. It requires cooperation. It requires Mm -hmm. collaboration. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to leaders about getting their teams to be energetic and efficient, Mm -hmm. it's really about taking each person within that team, understanding their passions, their purpose, what drives them, what excites them, why they show up every single day. understanding their areas of opportunity and partnering them Mm -hmm. with somebody that may be an expert at that Mm -hmm. and, or maybe not even be an expert at that. I don't think we're ever, no one is ever going to be perfect. We are all making progress every single day. Um, But when it comes to that teamwork aspect and it comes to showing up authentically and it comes to collaborating and communicating and working together. It's Mm -hmm. all about each of the individual roles that we play, but it's not just what we do. It's how we do it. Right. And it's about showing up Mm -hmm. ourselves and Mm -hmm. being able to be open and transparent and taking responsibility for things that we don't necessarily, we know we're not good at. Right. And not being fear and not fearing the fact that there'll be repercussions if we admit that we don't know something. Right. Or we ask a question. And I think a lot of times, unfortunately, when we get into the workplace, it does. It becomes, it kind of comes cutthroat. It comes a little bit competitive. But some of my greatest friends and the greatest relationships that I'd ever built, we all played the same role and we were mm-hmm. in it together and right. we weren't all scratching for the next promotion. We right. all wanted one another to succeed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if one person got promoted for the other, we just knew that, that that actually became opportunity and to show that there is a path here. There right. is opportunity for us to grow. Right. So I always get say that too, like as recommendation, like if you you're struggling and you feel like everyone around you is getting the promotion, you know, take a look at how you're reacting to it. And instead of seeing it as rejection, see it as opportunity Mm -hmm. and see it as reflection within yourself to Mm -hmm. continue to show up your truest and most authentic self, continue Mm -hmm. to show truth within yourself and integrity within yourself, hype that person up because there's a reason that they uh, were promoted and then mm-hmm. take the necessary action to try, strive for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And if it's not the right opportunity for you and you don't see yourself being there because it's no longer fulfilling uh, your purpose, then look to pivot. Right. And that's okay too. Right. There's that communication aspect too, right? It's huge too. And you mentioned volleyball too. Like I played volleyball as well. I played hockey and I played soccer and there's a communicative. You have to talk to each other. So like you said, volleyball, when that ball comes over the net, that first bump is very key. If it's not a good bump, then the set is not going to be very good. So it's all communicative. And the same thing with soccer, same thing with hockey, same thing with basketball, same thing with everything. You got to communicate. And I always say you could never over communicate. You, know, you need to communicate for sure. Agreed. Agreed. For communication, sure. communication, communication. It's um, so important in it every sure aspect is. of life. <laughs> yep. It sure is. Yeah. 
Do you think that authenticity is a core value? I do. I think that, I think authenticity is a conglomerate or a collection of many core values, but mm-hmm. at its core, I do think that being authentic and showing up authentic and mm-hmm. striving for authenticity in yourself is a core value. Mm-hmm. Um, and even to, to add on to that a little bit, like for me, core values is it's how we wish to demonstrate. It's how we wish to live our life. It's how it's the person that we are, that we want to be and the person that we want to become. And it's literally at the root of our core. It's mm. how you want to demonstrate. Like, how do you show up every single day? So mm-hmm. if you show up authentically and you want to show up your truest self, right. then absolutely it is a core value. Mm-hmm. But I do think that authenticity is also a collection of other core values, kind of like what I elaborated in when you asked the question of how would I describe it or what is the definition of authenticity to me? Mm-hmm. I want to dig into what you said there, how we wish to live our lives. I always say to people who feel like they're in a situation, especially in a work situation where they feel like they're stuck, I always tell them yeah. you're not stuck. Once you realize there is a way out, there's a way out of that whole, but you just have to understand that there's a way out. And until you understand that there is a way out or there's ways out, you're going to stay in that hole. But the first step is to realize I am not stuck. I am in control of my career, my life, my destiny, my purpose, my passion. I am in charge of that. Yes. Absolutely. I call it the um, from pit to peak effect. So if you feel like you're at the bottom of a hole, so if you look at a, if you look at a drawing and you have a massive hole and you're at the bottom of that hole, if you flip that over and you tell yourself you're at the top of the peak and the only thing left to do is to jump, Mm. have the power within to take that leap. Mm. have the the wisdom and the courage and the bravery to know that you are fully capable of mm-hmm. turning any pit that you've ever been in to your highest peak. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so important. Like, you know, I, we talked a little bit about it earlier about feeling stuck mm-hmm. and knowing that being stuck changes hard, but being stuck is way harder. Mm-hmm change your perspective, Mm -hmm. change your mindset. You Mm -hmm. are not stuck. You are in a hundred percent control of the next step that you take, of the action that you take, of the decisions that you make, of the ideas that you create in your head. Mm -hmm. I agree. Forward with that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When then once you realize that, then you can move forward. There are many steps to do, but that's the first step. And until yes. you get there, you won't get past it. Right. It all starts with the way you think. It all starts with the thought process in your head. Mm-hmm. Yep. What advice would you give an organization that is struggling with authenticity? You know, I think it really requires, in order to show up our truest and most authentic selves, and in order for organizations to show up their truest and most authentic self, organization is built on the foundation of their people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important for organizations, leaders specifically, and even individual um, employees of the companies to really look within themselves and realize, are they showing up their truest 
mm-hmm. my most authentic self? Are they inspired by the work that is that they're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, is the mission clear? Is the vision clear? Are we transparent in our communication in terms of where we are today and what company and culture we wish, wish to build in the future? I think there's a lot of us that have um, a lot of thoughts that go through our heads and leaders have a lot of thoughts that go through their heads in terms of profitability and return on investment and ensuring the business is growing, the business side of the business is growing. Mm-hmm. The foundation of every organization is their people. Mm-hmm. So take a look within. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think in surveys are great, but I'm also hesitant with surveys. And mm-hmm. that's coming from a true HR leader. Mm-hmm. I think surveys can only give you so much information, especially if it's just a, you know, a click through survey scale one to 10, give me right. your thoughts type. Right. I think it starts from the foundation of the leaders having the relationships with their employees I agree. and understanding truly what inspires them, those individuals and what motivates them and why they show up every single day. It really mm-hmm. does start with why. Mm-hmm. So if there's an organization that's struggling with authenticity, look at the people within the organization and really tap into understanding what they're looking for and why that they're, why they're there mm-hmm. um, and kind of building from there. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on the surveys. I've worked with companies where they've done a survey and people have answered and of course they are private so the organization doesn't know who yeah. answered what yeah. and then so they put out what they want to say but then there's been organizations that I worked in where after they've done the surveys they've had meetings in departments and they've gone over stuff and it was like okay well you guys answered this you don't feel like we're being clear with you guys or you don't think that our foundation is good. Well, what do you mean? And But nobody will answer that question because they don't want to make it look like they were the ones that answered those, if that yeah. makes sense to you. There's a fear. Yeah, there's a fear of repercussion. Right. Um, absolutely. And I think that when it comes to any type of survey or any type of feedback, you have to be mm-hmm. willing to take it and you have mm-hmm. to be willing to change. Right. You have to be willing to make adjustments and there has to be items that are actually executed on right. Right. in order to change and right. in order to make adjustments, whether right. it's with whether it's a specific leader mm-hmm. who is getting feedback on their leadership style, mm-hmm. whether it's a department in how they operate, maybe mm-hmm. creating more operational efficiencies within the team right. to alleviate some of the workload from the people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's whole companies that are mm-hmm. struggling and have a significant amount of challenges that their employees are bringing to the forefront. Exactly. There has to be a look in the mirror to say, What Mm -hmm. can we do? You Mm -hmm. know, unfortunately, I've worked with organizations where they do the surveys and the leadership team's like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Excuse my language. But it's just like to have that mindset and to have that, you know, that almost like the hand to the face type, like Mm -hmm. talk to the hand, like the... the, Mm-hmm. No matter what we do, it's never going to make a difference. Right. It's just, it creates toxicity. Mm-hmm. And if that toxicity leads to people not showing up their truest and most authentic right. selves, which right. then alleviate, you know, continues down the path of lack of retention, right. people leaving, 
Um, and then, you know, the people that do stay um, have to kind of pick up those pieces. Right. Yeah. And I think, too, I, I talked about communication before. I think if if you're going to do a survey, I think it needs to communicate saying, listen, we're going to go over these answers and it's important for us to know what's happening so we can fix it. So when we're going to ask you later about these answers, please be real and vulnerable and tell us exactly what your feelings are, because if yes. it's almost like if we don't know it, we can't fix it. Absolutely. But the, it all starts with the transparency and trust and the uh, ability for the employees to trust the leaders that are asking those questions for more detailed response. Right. So if you don't have a trustworthy relationship and you feel like there's going to be repercussions, you're not going to answer. No. You might answer it in a survey, but if you know, you're sitting in a room with somebody that you don't necessarily like you feel like there might be some, you know, counterintuitive or um, again, a repercussion to what you have to say. Right. That, that it never comes out. And then it's just a swirl of the drain and everybody, and then it, it, another year goes by and another survey goes out. Exactly. And it's just song and dance over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, if you could choose one word to describe yourself, what word would it be? I would say fulfilled. Um, yeah. And the reason I say that is because I finally feel like I'm in a position in my life where I have decided to make me a priority mm. and my ability to make me a priority and creates a better version of me every single day. And I fill my own cup before I pour into anybody else, which is so empowering. Um, and that is something it's empowering to myself. And then I, you know, I am so much more motivated and inspired to just put that out there, mm -hmm. show up authentically and happy and humble and fulfilled and mm -hmm. joyous than ever before. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I would say fulfilled in this very moment. I am truly honored. And I am very fulfilled. I love that answer. I think that it tells a little bit about you, that word. And when I first met you and I could see that, that you were so happy and what you put out there in the universe, people can see that you are fulfilled, that you were happy, that you, you know, and you just want to bring joy to everybody. And you mentioned earlier that some days you're not feeling that way yeah. and that's okay. That just means that you're being, for me, you're being vulnerable and if you were to just do it without being vulnerable, then people would never know. And you wouldn't feel good about it as well. So yeah. I, I think it's important to, you know, something's bothering you. It's important to say it as well. Yeah, that that's a whole, that's a huge part of authenticity. Yeah. It's a huge part of showing up your truest self. Some days are good. Some yep. days aren't. And yep. it's okay for us to not always have to put on a happy face. No. For me, I genuinely am usually probably 90% of the time, a very happily, happy, bubbly, energetic person. But mm -hmm. I have my bad days. Mm -hmm. And I've finally just gotten over this huge, massive mountain of being able to acknowledge and say, when someone asks me, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Right. How's it going? 
Mm -hmm. for me to say, ah, I'm not having a good day Mm -hmm. or could be better. Um, Right. I'm not nitpicking. I'm not nagging. I'm not wang. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. just not having a good day. And right. that is absolutely okay. Right. For sure. For sure. Any final thoughts today? First off, well, last, I guess I could say, um, thank you so much. Um, this has been such a wonderful uh, conversation. I've truly gotten, you know, I've had so much joy and of talking with you uh, today and getting to know you um, over the last few months. And I just, you know, I, I truly just want to thank you um, for selecting me to be on, you know, your, your podcast and to be Mm -hmm. talking about this, such an important topic Mm -hmm. about showing up who we are and thrive and striving for who we wish to become and um, being our truest and most authentic selves. It's such an mm. incredible topic. And I, I thank you for selecting me to be the one to talk about it. Mm. Well, I appreciate you having on and I appreciate your kind words. Thank you very much. I wanted to take the time to thank you for joining me. I thought it was an amazing conversation as well. I've been talking to you as well, and I've found that you've been inspiring an authentic leader that simply just brings joy to people that you work with. I find that you have an uncanny way of making people feel special. And I know your job is to coach unfulfilled, stuck, burnt out, in need of change millennial women, mamas, and mamas-to-be. And teaching them that there's so much out there worth more living for than every day and the corporate grind. But uh, you also do so much more. I love that you check in with people regularly to make sure that they're doing okay. And to me, that is a leader. And I'm going to say a truly authentic leader. So thank you very much for working with me. I know we have such a busy schedule so thank you for coming on today and thank you for being so committed to your LinkedIn community. And I know that they're grateful for you for doing that and for you showing up for them on a daily basis. So I think I can speak for everybody when I say that your efforts never go unnoticed, Bree. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. On behalf of myself and my guest, Bree. I would like to thank you all for joining us and listening today. And remember, if we all work together, we can accomplish anything. You have been listening to Let's Be Diverse with Andrew Stout. To stay up to date with future content, hit subscribe 